0: There are over 3,000 counties in the United States, and every year, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation puts out county health rankings. They're a kind of mosaic snapshot of public health in this country. This year's report includes a new metric, a look at our nation's disconnected youth. These are young people between 16 and 24 who are neither working nor in school. And in 2015, there were about 4.9 million disconnected youth. That's about one in eight, not in school or working. Today and tomorrow, we're going to look at who these young people are and also look at some local efforts to reconnect them with their communities. We begin with Clive Belfield. He's a professor of economics at Queens College in New York. He co-authored a study in 2012, measuring the economic burden of disconnected youth. Also here, Kate Kingery. She's deputy director of community transformation at County Health Rankings and Roadmaps.
1: I think there are a number of factors that contribute to the disengagement of youth and young adults from school and work. What we've seen in our data set is the communities where we have higher rates of disengagement or disconnection, we've also seen lower rates of educational attainment, higher rates of unemployment, higher rates of children in poverty, higher rates of children in single-parent households, and higher rates of teen birth.
0: Clive Belfield, is disconnected youth a problem that statistically you can show has gotten worse? And, And if so, what are the causes?
2: So we think it has gotten worse mostly because the labor force participation rate of disconnected youth, we like to call them opportunity youth, that labor force participation rate has been going down year on year dramatically since 2000. It used to be about half of teenagers could get a job. Now it's about a third. Now some of them are going to college, but a lot of them have stopped looking for work or are simply going to college because they can't find work or they've just dropped out of the economic system. And
0: Clive, from your point of view, is that lousy economy? I mean, is this a case of not as many low-end jobs that young people would want to take at the burger stand or the amusement park, or is it something much deeper and, and more systemic?
2: So it's certainly if uh, economic forces are driving this. Low-wage work has stayed very low-wage, so uh, working is barely going to get you above the poverty level. School preparation has not improved in the last decade or so. So these students are not well prepared for the labor market. And then there's another factor, which is the Great Recession, which drove a lot of baby boomers back into the labor market. And so the end of the labor market, the retirees are not retiring as fast, so there aren't as many freed up jobs further down the line. So it's both things are happening at the same time. The poor economy is reducing the incentive to get skills, which is making for fewer productive workers. Kate Kingery,
0: any time there is social disengagement, there is crime, there are health problems, there are welfare problems. Can you connect the phenomenon of disconnected youth to many of the other things that we already know about social disengagement?
1: Well, I think young people make choices based on the opportunities they have available. With this population, we don't see them as drivers of some of the social ills. We see them um, as having experienced uh, many of the social ills. Anecdotally, we project that among the um, population that we identify as um, disconnected or opportunity youth, that there's probably also high rates of homelessness, involvement in the child welfare system, some involvement in the juvenile justice system. Um, early parenting, and likely having grown up in poverty.
0: You know, Clive, it's one thing to talk about disconnected youth, and 5 million is a staggering number. What kind of adult does a disconnected youth become? I think that's the key question.
2: Uh, I agree. The uh, What we looked at was we looked at what are we spending now to try to uh, ameliorate this, to try to make it better right now for the teenagers. But then we realized what are the consequences when these teenagers and youth become full adults after 25. And that consequence of not being successful in helping opportunity youth, that consequence is enormous. These are students who are repeatedly being affected by this. And so it's not just a one year deal. The students, opportunity youth are being uh, subjected to these economic forces every year from age 16 to 24. And when you cumulatively add that up, their adult prospects are significantly diminished.
0: Well, I want to thank you both for being here. Kate Kingery, Deputy Director of Community Transformation at County Health Rankings and Roadmaps, a collaboration between Robert Wood Johnson and the University of Wisconsin, and also Clive Belfield, Professor in the Department of Economics at Queens College. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.